Well, it is a privilege to be here together today because we have the opportunity to worship our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I tell you, I appreciate the worship team and the time that we had as we were worshiping this morning and just saying, come, now is the time to worship. It is. It's the time to be here in the presence of God, uh, to not only be touched by the Holy Spirit through His Son, Jesus Christ, but also to have our hearts encouraged and our spirits refreshed. Uh, We need this time together as the body to be able to come together. And on behalf of of Springfield Baptist Church, again, we want to say that uh, we love you guys here at the gathering. Uh, We pray for you on a regular basis. We pray for your pastor. We pray for the things that you have going on. We'll read Facebook and see different events and different happenings and add those to our own prayer calendar. And we, we love you, and we're just excited to be in partnership with you. And by the way, Understand this, it's partnership. Uh, One of the things that was really neat is as we were here back on May 3rd and in the service with you guys, uh, you've come in here into this facility back a few months ago and have fixed it so nice uh, for worship and different things. And as we went back home, we also this summer in the middle of a project of working on our auditorium. And so we needed to move out of the auditorium down to our fellowship hall for the summer. And I promise you, by what I saw here, I'm I'm very serious. What I saw here, I went home and I said, that's what we can do. I mean, you guys, it was kind of like, hey, I like the way they did the stage. They did some setup, had a screen. And it's just a partnership. We are learning from you. And hopefully we're gathering together then to tell other people about Jesus Christ. And so again, thank you for the privilege of being here with you today. And I'm excited about what God has laid on my heart today. It is a little bit different. It's entitled Lessons from Legos. Let me kind of give you a little bit of a background of where that comes from. And while I'm doing that, I'm kind of grabbing a little prop. He's already mentioned uh, that I have two daughters. And one of the things about my daughters growing up is as a dad, you, you love to be able to spend time with your kids and play and do things. You know, there's always those times where they kind of get in trouble and you have to get on to them. That's not so fun as a parent. But playing with your kids is great. And so through the years, you know, you you see the kids as they're growing and you start out, for instance, like with the little bitty bicycle nowadays. You know, they make them real small, the little training wheels, they outgrow that 12 inch, they go to a 16 inch and all the while, you know, you're out and you play in the driveway or go along the sidewalk and then you finally get to that point of taking off the training wheels, right? And it's a big step to see them kind of go right down the sidewalk on their own, bicycling for the first time. It's fun to play. Another thing that our girls have really liked uh, through the years, and and maybe you're familiar with them, there's a thing called American Girl Dolls. They're kind of in historical settings. And so they love the dolls. And you can get together, and, and there was a few times then we would have either a little tea party or other little things that I was invited to come into in the house. And you would play and just have a great time with them. So, you know, there's those bicycle moments and there's American Girl dolls and things to do. But I got to tell you, one of the things that I always enjoyed a lot was Legos. Because one of the things about Legos, when you got working on them, was some of the things that, you know, it'd be kind of like, okay, girls, y'all sit down and they'd start working on something. And this is kind of a, a dad toy also, you know, because I could start making things and And, you know, when they're like four, five, six years old, if you build anything, they're like, wow, dad, how did you do that? You know, it just kind of feeds the dad's ego almost. You know, it's just kind of fun. So you'd be making all sorts of different things. 
And, and, you know, one of the things I used to do a lot, and I just kind of made this real quickly this morning, kind of a short version. A lot of times even I'd make something and put their name on it. You know, that was always kind of fun to spell their name, put their name on there. So I put my initials on here, uh, JD for James Dean, but I kind of put that out this morning. And, and some of the things in is, you know, you could just take these things out. And I don't know, there's just something about Legos that you can just start putting together and your mind starts thinking of different things and the next thing you know your imagination's going and you just start building something now the other thing that's also kind of happened with them through the years now uh, man they add so many things I want to work with this one still I haven't had the chance it's a little alligator I'm like man they didn't have alligators before they didn't have all these tires and sets and everything but you know it's just kind of fun to be creative and and start working with some things well, I think today, as you have your Bibles open to 1 Corinthians chapter 9, maybe what we kind of want to approach with in a few moments is kind of getting creative, if you will, and thinking of some different things that we can do. And so let's see again in 1 Corinthians chapter 9 as we see some lessons from Legos and especially an important word from God. Again, from 1 Corinthians chapter 9, beginning on verse 19. Paul is writing, and he said, Though I am free and belong to no man, I make myself a slave to everyone to win as many as possible. To the Jews, I became like a Jew to win the Jews. To those under the law, I became like one under the law, though I myself am not under the law. We'll explain that in a minute, kind of a tongue twister. But so as to win those under the law. To those not having the law, I became like one not having the law. Though I am not free from God's law, but am under Christ's law, so as to win those not having the law. To the weak, I became weak to win the weak. And I have become all things to all men, so that by all possible means, I might save some. And I do this for the sake of the gospel, that I may share in its blessings." Three things that I want us to see from the Word of God this morning here in Lessons from Legos. And the first is this, free in Christ. We are free in Christ. Now those are the very words, though I am free and belong to no man. We are free in Christ. Now that's an important concept for us to keep before us in our hearts and in our minds because when we say that we are free and belong to no man when we say that we are free in Christ that means a lot of things I've got a few things I want to share with you what it means to be free in Christ but I tell you you might even think of some more you want to add to the paper when we think about being free in Christ we are free from the bondage of sin The scripture tells us all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That means all of us have done things wrong in the eyes of God. And to again paraphrase Paul, I'm the chief. (laughs) I've sinned. And yet through Jesus Christ, I am free. Even though I've sinned in the past, I am able to say through the shed blood of Jesus Christ on his cross, I am free. I'm forgiven. And you can have that same testimony in your own life. If you don't have a time in your life where you've asked Jesus Christ to be your Savior, today could be the day of salvation. Today could be a day where you come and pray and talk to 
Pastor Garth or talk to someone else here at the gathering and say, I want to know more about how I can be free in Christ. Because a lot of times we have the bondage of sin hanging on to us. We have things that we've done in our past and we're just kind of unable to get away from it on our own. And the only way to get away from those sins in the past is through the shed blood of Jesus Christ where God takes our sins and removes them as far as the east is from the west. When we are free in Christ, we are free from the bondage of sin. Notice that he also said, though I am free and belong to no man. When we are free in Christ, we're free from meeting the expectations of others. We don't have to worry about other people all of a sudden. It's not like we have to live our lives hoping that someone else approves of what we're doing. That they put their stamp on it and say, well, you know, that's good. I'm proud of you. I'm glad that you're doing that. You see, when we are in Christ, we don't necessarily have to worry about others' expectations and how we are supposed to live our life. That's freedom sometimes also. Because not only can we be free from the bondage of our sin, but some of the times our lives are bound up because we are wondering about other people, their expectations, what they want us to do, what we think we're supposed to do. And as we get into that, it gets to a point to where we are living for others, not God, not for Jesus. But praise God. We can be free from meeting the expectations of others. Though I am free and belong to no man. Though I am free. Free in Christ means also then I'm free from personal ambitions. We need to be able to learn the words of Jesus in Luke chapter 9 verse 23. To deny ourselves and take up his cross daily and follow him. And there needs to be a time in life where we're able to say, Lord, you know, I always thought I was going to do this. Lord, I always wanted to do this. And just say, Lord, my heart, my goal, my desire is to do what you would have me to do. And be able to say those personal ambitions, those things that I always wanted to do, I'll lay at the feet of Christ. Free in Christ. Free from the fear of failure. Free from the fear of failure. So many times we feel like, you know, I I don't want to mess up. I, I don't want to do something wrong. Some of the times we're just afraid of other people. And so many times we get bound up with fear. So much so that we are no longer who we really should be and who God created us to be. And there needs to be a time where we realize when we are free in Christ that we don't have to worry about failure. The reason we don't have to worry about failure is, number one, we've already failed and we've already been forgiven from the bondage of sin. But we also don't have to fear failure out there in the future because you realize that whatever we do for the name and cause of Christ really isn't about how good I do it. It's really just God doing it and Him receiving the praise and the glory. And so we step back and we don't have to be living our lives in fear of failure. When we are free in Christ, we're free from intimidation by the enemy. We don't have to worry about Satan and everything he's going to do. You know, some of the times we look around at the world in which we're living and it just seems like, what is going on today? Why is this happening? And so many things are happening, not just 
one isolated thing. There's so much going on. That's part of a 24-7 news cycle. We hear it all now. We see the pictures. We get the reports within minutes of things that are happening halfway around the world. And when we look at what's going on, some of the times we think, boy, Satan, he's alive and well. The enemy is working hard. Why is all of this happening? Well, let me just remind you of something. God is still sovereign. And no, we may not understand everything that's going on in the world because, look, I'm just a guy. I can't figure everything out. But guess what? God knows what's going on in this world. And again, even if you're new to the Bible, let me tell you this. If you get over to the very end, Revelation 21 and 22, you're going to read about heaven and you're going to read about what happens in the end. And guess what? God wins. We are free in Christ we don't have to worry about the enemy. But here's another thing that's interesting. We're free to love others because God loves us. We're free to love others. You see, there's something about God and his love that comes into our hearts and lives. That it ought to just be something that we're just a conduit. It just comes in and it just goes right back out. And because we are free... We can love others. We can love everyone. Because God has loved us. Again, in the book of 1 John, it says, We love because he first loved us. We love others because of the love of God that we experience. And there's so much that happens. When we start out by saying, Though I am free and belong to no man, we are free in Christ. Now, I've just listed six things, but you could probably list even more. Things that you are free because of Jesus Christ. When you interact with God's Word, and when you listen to God's Holy Spirit, He may be saying to you right now, I'll tell you something else you're free from, brother. He may be saying, I'll tell you something else, sister, that you're free from. But understand this, we celebrate the fact that we are free in Christ and how great it is to be free in Christ. And so Paul begins his passage by saying, Though I am free and belong to no man, free in Christ, he then says this, I make myself a slave to everyone. A slave to everyone to win as many as possible. Not only are we free in Christ, but we also see secondly that we are a slave to others. A slave to others. That may sound a little funny to say we're a servant unto others, that we're a slave to others. But look at what Paul was saying here in verses 20 and 21 and 22. He said, look, to the Jew, I became like a Jew. Now, now Paul said, look, I'm no longer under the law. I, I don't have to go by just do this and don't do that because I have experienced the grace of God, the forgiveness of God, the mercy of God, the love of God. It's not about rules it's about a relationship and so there is a relationship with God through Jesus Christ now but Paul says but you know at the same time to the Jew I became a Jew I'm no longer having to do those things however if there's something that I need to do in order to help win a Jewish guy to Christ that's what I want to do 
And so even though he didn't have to live under the law, he's been forgiven through Christ, there might be times where he would get together with people who were Jewish and say, you know, I want to make sure that when I'm with them, I don't do anything to offend them. I want to understand some of the things that they do, and, and I want to be like that. And so this is kind of interesting. Now follow this. So Paul said, even though I'm free in Christ, I don't have to worry about the expectations of others. I, I want to make sure, though, at the same time that I'm serving others. And so if I'm around some Jewish people, I, I want to be able to understand them and be like them and do things so that I might win some. And he said, there's another group of people sometimes I'm around. He said, sometimes I'm around those who aren't having the law. They're not Jews. Sometimes in the Bible they might call them Gentiles. But here's the thing. Some of the times he's going, you know what? There are some people that uh, they don't have the law. They, they just do anything they want to. Okay, there's no restrictions on them. And yet he said, you know, even though I, I'm not under the law, I'm still not going to do things immoral. I'm not going to do things that are wrong. But he said, you know what? When I'm with those people that don't know the law, I'm going to do the best I can to reach them. Therefore, he said, you know, I'm going to live among them, and that's what Paul did. He, he said, I'm going to eat what they eat. I'm going to go where they go. I'm going to dress like they would dress. I want to be able to, if I'm around people who don't understand the law of God, then I still want to find a way to relate to them. So look, follow this now. He said, look, if I'm around uh, the Jew, I want to understand their ways. I want to try to relate to them. I want to serve them. All right? The Jews were known to live by the law. He said, okay, but now there's this group over here. They don't even live by the law. So two opposite type groups. He said, look, if I'm around them, I want to do what I can to relate to them to help reach them for Christ. He mentions the third group. To the weak, I became weak. You know, when I read that verse, Garth, here's what kind of comes to mind. When he said, to the weak, I became weak, I think he's kind of saying to the down and out. To those who aren't important, to those who aren't successful, to those maybe who are just really struggling in life, I want to reach them too. I want to relate to them. I want to minister in the name of Christ to those people who sometimes get forgotten and left behind. And so he said, all of a sudden, you realize what I'm doing here. He says, I want to be a slave to others because, again, I'm trying to reach people for Christ. And so if they're Jewish, I'm going to relate to them. If they're under, not under the law, I'm going to relate to them. If they're weak, I'm going to relate to them because, again, he's trying to be a servant. You know, that's not all the time easy, though. Most of the time today when we speak of someone being a servant or a slave, uh, it's kind of like, man, that's really bad. Uh, You know, I I don't want to be in that situation. You you know, if we we say, you know, well, we we need servants, it's not like people just jump up and say, oh, hey, hey, that's me, I want to be that. Because we kind of have this connotation in our mind that that's really not a good position to be in. You know, it's not being... It's not easy being a servant because some of the other people get the limelight then. They get the credit. They get the attention. It's really a challenge to our pride and ego to become a servant. Why should I have to do that? What good is that going to do? 
Let me ask you two questions. When Paul said that he was a slave to others, how many people do you know that you would really consider them to be a servant? How many people do you know that you would really consider them to be a servant? You know what I would guess? There's only a few people that come to mind. Just a few. Here's the other thing I would guess. If I was to ask, you, you know, again, how many people do you know that you'd really consider them to be a servant? Probably only a few people would come to mind, but I'm going to tell you a second characteristic. Not even having met some of those people you're thinking about right now. You'd say, man, I love them and appreciate them. I love them and appreciate them. They've helped me. They've ministered to me. They've ministered to my family. They've reached out. Because what's kind of funny is on the first part, if I say, do you want to be a servant? There's something within us that kind of, no, I don't like that. Don't want to do that. And yet if I was to say, who do you know that's a servant? And, and what do you think about those people? Good things come to mind. Isn't that interesting? So I told you there was two questions. How many people do you know that you would really consider them to be a servant? But here's the hard question. Do you and I try to be a servant? Do we really try to be a servant? You know, it's, it's, a, it's a good thing to come here to church. I, I love church. I love being with the people of God. I think, you know, we love the Word of God. We love what it has to say. And, and man, you know, free in Christ. Yeah, I got that. That's great. Slave to others. Okay, let's be a slave to others. Well, really, though, do we want to be a servant to others? Somehow or another, the challenge sometimes comes from God to our heart to say, you know what? I want you to be a servant to others. And so to the Jew, become like a Jew. To those not under the law, become like one not having the law. To those who are weak, become weak. Others. Free in Christ, a slave to others. Thirdly, saving some. Again, as we're reading the scripture, that's the underlying theme. Again, verse 19, though I am free and belong to no man, I make myself a slave to everyone to win as many as possible. Go over to verse 22. To the weak I became weak to win the weak, but I have become all things to all men so that by all possible means I might save some. I do this for the sake of the gospel that I may share in its blessings. Saving some. See, even though he's free in Christ and a slave to others, the reason he wants to win the Jew, he wants to win those not under the law, he wants to win the weak in order to see people saved. To see them come to know Jesus Christ in a personal relationship. Proverbs 11.30 says, And he who wins souls is wise, saving some. It may not be that everyone we ever are able to encounter for Christ is going to know him as their savior. Their decision is between them and God. But my part and your part, our part, is to be free in Christ and a slave to others 
and to reach the Jew, to reach those not under the law, to reach the weak. That's the context of our scripture. So let's put this picture together. Thinking about the word of God. Again, we are free in Christ, a slave to others, saving some. Now thinking about that for just a moment. Let's get some lessons from our Legos. You know, when it comes to these Legos, as I told you earlier, man, you you can build all sorts of things. All sorts of things. It's strictly up to you and your imagination and however many Lego blocks you've got as to what you're going to build. And you know, one of the things that's kind of interesting, you you might want to build something like this sometimes. Now, I know you're sitting back, and I know this isn't big, but I'm going to explain this to you right here. See, here's the ground, and here's a wall. Here's a barrier. When you have this barrier, it's kind of funny. we got these two guys right here, one on each side of the barrier. But guess what? You can take these Legos and build you a nice barrier to separate these two guys. Okay? But you can also take some of the same Legos... And instead of a barrier, build a bridge. It's a nice little bridge. Water can go under. A couple guys on there enjoying the bridge. Now, here's the thing. With the same things, Legos, I can build a barrier or I can build a bridge. It's kind of like this. Today, we don't necessarily think of the Jews and those under the law and those not under the law and the weak, but think of it like this. When it comes to people who we encounter today in this world that's all around us, what about this? To the Korean, I become like a Korean in order to win the Koreans to Christ. To the poor and the weak, I become weak in order to win some to Christ. And what we can do is we can take those differences that we have between different groups and who I am and who you are, and we've got a decision to make from these Legos. When it comes to different people who are in the world around us, am I going to take those differences and build barriers? Or am I going to take those differences and build bridges? Because you see, really the idea is that I want to become all things to all men so that by all means, some might be saved. You know, when we think about trying to become all things to all men so that some might be saved. In other words, the differences that might be between two cultures. Instead of saying, well, you know, I I don't like that and building a barrier Just maybe being open to some of those things and saying, hey, tell me about that. Explain that to me. I'd like to know about that. You know, one of the things is so many times we've built so many barriers that we can't reach people for Christ anymore. And we need to be about building bridges. When we think about building those bridges in order to reach people for Christ, you see, as a Christian, we need to reach across the barriers of age, sex, race, culture, 
and tell people about Jesus Christ. And you know, I got thinking about this. Lessons from the Legos. I, I know this is kind of small. But, but I hope you can see that a part right there is that I have JD. Right? Well, with one simple adjustment, instead of JD, it needs to be about JC. Jesus. When JD gets in the way, there's barriers. Where JC is, there's bridges. So I got a question for you today. What are you going to do with your Legos of life? Is it going to be about your name or can it be about JC? Is it going to be as we look around the world at us today, are we going to be in fear of the world and everything that's taking place? Therefore, hey, let's watch out, let's band together, let's build the barrier. Or are we going to be the ones who say, you know what? We're building a bridge in order to reach others for Christ. You know, with the same parts, you can build many things. You can open up this box, and there's all sorts of goodies in it. What are you going to build? You know, it truly... I think is the desire of your pastor in leading this church to say that the gathering is about building bridges not barriers but we still each in our own walk with Christ have to make that decision and maybe as we learn some lessons from Legos we're going to decide Is it building barriers or building bridges? I'm free in Christ, but am I willing to be a slave and a servant to others so that by all means, by all ways possible, boy, that would be kind of a sermon by itself, by the way, to reach others for Christ. Let's pray together. Father God, We thank you for your glorious word. And we thank you for lessons from Legos. And Lord, we ask that you would speak to us, Lord, about how we can reach others for Christ. Lord, the context of the scripture to say, to become like a Jew, to become like those not under the law, to become the weak. Lord, it might be today that we think of the Korean, we might think of the poor, the weak. Lord, there's so many different cultures and So many different people around us today, Lord. May our heart's desire be be a slave to others in order to win some. Use us, Lord, for your kingdom and glory. Lord, speak to our hearts about being a servant. Lord, speak to our hearts about building bridges. We pray this now in Jesus' name. Amen.